Welcome to Observe and Retort. As I desperately Hello. Google what week is it, <laughs> so I can oh. say it's week 13 of 2021. <laughs> Look at you. Realizing Googling as I press the, the button, week. I have no idea what week we're in, but we'll get there. David, do you do you not take notes and then like put a, a header that says the week of the episode? I take notes. And then you... And let's do, be impressed with that, okay? <laughs> let's just be happy about all the notes and not worry about whether it's the 13th or the 14th or the 72nd week of 2021. Sure. Like, it, yeah, I agree. Thank God we didn't, like, make it a, a essential thing about the podcast. <laughs> that we, you know, the, the week number. That's an interesting Phew. point, and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> My name is David. Oh, I'm Luna. Hi, how are y'all? And welcome to the show where we bring you the news you missed this week. Yeah. You got a little teaser for us? What are you talking about this week, Luna? Well, okay, so you probably didn't miss this, but you might have some questions. So I'm talking about a shit that has pulled what you might call a real dick move. You're talking about <laughs> so like quiet. the biggest news story of this week. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. But honestly, I was like, I could do this or not. But I know nothing. I knew nothing. I was like, oh, because I think a lot of us just Where kind of hear something Suez? about. What? Nothing. It doesn't matter. It was just a... Did you say any Swiss? What? We'll get Is there that a... when you tell. Right. What do you have as a teaser? I have a story about fake news. Oh, exciting. Oh. Yeah, can't get enough of those. And no. penises. Yeah! <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be an observant retort episode without Some a little bit of penis. Of, yeah. And it's yeah. actually an update on a previous story, but I would like to hear yours first. Yours oh, sounds like I a much it. more serious, yeah. <laughs> genuine yeah. story than mine this week. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right on Okay. Into it. Okay, I will talk about this story. And forgive me for picking something that a lot of people have heard about. I'm not sure but, if I can, but, you know. You know, not everybody, you know, deep dives into the, these news stories like you, David. Some of us just hear it kind of being thrown about like, oh, the ship that's blocking stuff. And that's like all we know. So I kind of want to talk about what actually fucking happened and what it means. My colleague so. has sent me memes about oh, work so projects <laughs> based on that little digger and the huge ship. Yeah. There's a lot of good memes. I was very confused at first because I didn't know that it had happened. And then I just started seeing these still shot memes of this, um, the vesselfinder.com <laughs> website. <laughs> and it's like, what does it mean? What am I looking at? Mm. Mm. So now I know. Okay, I will dive into it. The sources for this little piece is BBC, New York Times, and Vice. And uh, yeah, because I, I wanted to to check several places because I care, David. I care. <laughs> Look at me raising the bar and abandoning it just <laughs> immediately. <laughs> after. So professional. Uh, you're welcome. So, okay. 
So what happened is that the container ship that's called uh, Ever... No, wait. No, because I keep calling it Evergreen. That's not that's not what it's called. That's the name of the company. It's the company. Evergiven is the ship. It's Evergiven. Thank yes. you. I'm just going to write it real big here. <laughs> so I don't panic. Because my undiagnosed ADHD is going to make this a bitch. Okay. So the container ship Evergiven was registered in Panama and operated by Taiwanese shipping company Evergreen Marine. There we go. It became stuck the morning of Tuesday, the 23rd of March, and attempts to, like, you know, shift it and get traffic flowing again. It has failed so far. It has not, it hasn't been great. It has been almost a week now. I guess tomorrow would be a week. And shit and ship is stuck. Okay. <laughs> um, so this ship is one of the world's largest container ships and it is about the length of the empire state building that is big david <laughs> it's big i did not know this that's a big that's a big, it's a big ship. Ass ship yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and now and this was a couple days ago that i took these notes actually no it was yesterday but at that point more than 300 ships were stuck on either side of the blockage. It's a lot of big old ships. So, if you look at tracking data uh, from vesselfinder.com uh, and myshiptracking.com, it shows that the ship, before getting stuck in the canal, it had, it had, it had a little fun. It had a, <laughs> it had a little trip in the Red Sea. And the, the data shows what clearly resembles a giant dick pic. And some might argue a pair of ass cheeks, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that people are how, saying it. How does it resemble a giant dick pic? It literally looks like the boat took a trip so that it the, the trip would looked like a giant peen. I swear to God, have you not seen this? I have not. And oh I my feel God. Like... It's the best part. <laughs> See, I can bring a little peen too. Mm-hmm. Well, a big one, actually. It's the, it's in the Red Sea. So I just really don't cute. really believe you. Okay, so I double-checked and it's true. <laughs> and I will put pictures on Instagram... Uh, unobserving retort. Okay. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I will put it there. Uh, because it is uncanny. Like it is clearly a penis and it's just, for me, it's kind of mind boggling. Like the, I, I just, it's kind of wild if they just happened to make this little trip and draw a penis, just whoops. Like how, how do, how? That's so random that that ship is then getting stuck and blocking the entire Suez Canal for a fucking week. It's just hilarious to me. I mean, have a good time. Why don't you? 
<laughs> you have to see you have to see the picture. If you if you have any doubts, you go and Google that shit right now, mister. I'll believe you. Oh. Lies. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what so what has led to the vessels grounding and what's being done about it now? So most sources say that the the ship uh, grounded because of poor visibility and high winds so that the the ever given stacked containers they acted like sails and then you know were believed to have been pushed off course so that you know the wind pushed on the containers and that kind of you know pushed the ship i am good at explaining these things okay the best <sighs> <laughs> But, but, General Osama Rabi, chairman of the Swiss Canal, Canal, sorry, Canal Authority, said weather conditions were, quote, not the main reason for the grounding. <gasps> what? What? <laughs> there may have been technical or human errors. Oh, <gasps> scandal. You know, and they're like, uh, we'll figure it out in the investigation. So, salvagers have tried a number of remedies, pulling it with tugboats, dredging underneath the hull, and using a front-end loader to excavate the eastern embankment where the bow is stuck. Yes, I totally get boat lingo. I knew what all of that meant. I'm sure everybody did. I've been in this exact scenario, so I knew all of those words on a slightly, slightly smaller scale. Oh. Ever so slightly smaller scale. You were on a boat in August. Yes. And instead of being the size of the Empire State Building, it's the size of a small apartment. But in those Welsh canals... Still a big boat. Small apartment. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay but on the canals of wales you can get pretty easily stuck lengthways and i think every time that i've been on a canal boat holiday we have got stuck every time how many times do you do that yeah my friends love to go on canal boats we get really drunk it's the only form of transport that you can hire for a week Mm. not that many canal boats are not that expensive in Wales. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. It's, it's like cheaper than getting a hotel somewhere and you get a whole boat that you can Who has live money on. money for that? Okay. Anyway, we are in two right. very different budgets. So the- <laughs> Once every like three years, you uh. can get something cheaper than a hotel for five mm. days. So who? So who is in charge of the boat? We are. Whoever rents it. You are? That's exactly why. training to do that? Are you authorized, 20 minutes of training, which is exactly why I understand this captain's pain. We've done it so many times that we're just exactly (laughs) stuck sideways and we have to get out a big pole and push ourselves back. (laughs) And if we'd had a digger, this whole thing would be so much easier. Oh my God, right? Get a digger next time. Hurry up. It's going to be, like, so much easier. Okay, Just look. chill. Have a glass of champagne. Just, like, 
not not worry about it. <laughs> I don't see why. So look, a little context for all of you. Just before we were discussing voices, and I was saying how great Luna's jazz voice is, and how her German accent is also hilarious. Oh, I gave you. some gentle, constructive criticism to the Valley Girl accent. Something in the region of that. it's trash. It's absolute <laughs> trash. Needs to go in the bin. It's not ironic. It's trash. It was constructive trying. and valuable criticism. <laughs> and then your response but, is just to throw it in my face when I'm David, supporting you're talking you. about this. Like I have a choice. Like I have any control I, over it. I can see in your eyes right now that whole little. Each moment, each moment was just, I'm going to keep doing the Valley Girl accent while I stare deep into his eyes and say, hey, fuck you. No jazz voice for you. No German accent for this story. You could have pretended that the captain was German and then it would have been fucking hilarious. But no, you went, oh, Valley Girl. That's who's going to be. But you see how contextual, you know. It, it wouldn't me. make as much sense to make a German accent when you're being a diva. It, you know, the... the. There are lots of German divas, okay? The, there is the the Hitler. Okay, firstly, no, he's well, Austrian. He technically wasn't so. German, no, that's true, yeah. Well, there, the, the... Yeah, Angela Merkel is such a, such a diva. Why don't I know any German women? <laughs> what is wrong with me? <sighs> okay. Anyway, David, we can't keep talking about your wealthy lifestyle and your fancy vacation. I feel like your- you don't understand <laughs> what a canal boat holiday is. At this point, it's just hilarious to, to poke We're not talking it. about a yacht. We're not talking about some kind of like billionaire's trip to Monaco. We're talking about what people live on when they can't afford a home in Mm. Wales. This is not luxury. It's great, and I love it, and I will continue to do it. Mm. Mm -hmm. We're not talking billionaires (laughs) row here. I believe you. I believe you. Fight me. Do you want to do you want a sip Bite of water me. before no. we get <laughs> do you need, do you need a Maltesers? No, I just you, need, you need some jazz this? voice and ask to move on. Okay. Let's move on to uh pulling it with tugboats. I already said that. So, blah 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 boat lingo. So, the ve- <laughs> the size of the ship uh and the weight is 200,000 200,000 <laughs> 200,000 metric tons. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. So, yeah, it's it's not easy to just get that shit floating again, you know? That, that takes some, some time. And uh, some marine salvage experts have said nature might succeed where tugs and dredgers have failed. And uh, they were hoping for a seasonal high tide on Sunday or Monday, which was yesterday and today, that could add roughly 18 inches of depth to the uh, canal and maybe then floating the ship. So the backup plan. 
digging the sand away and pulling the ship with tugs failed to move it. They say that um, they might have to remove the con containers. And that's not like an easy thing to do. You would have to bring in, uh, bring in a specialist equipment situation like a crane that would need to stretch more than 60 meters, um, which is 200 feet. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so uh, they said it could take weeks before the blockage is fixed. So. What if the the Ever Given just keeps being stuck? Well, uh, that depends on, you know, how long the canal is closed. Obviously, and that depends on the ship. So they say, do you want to say something, David? No, you go ahead. <laughs> um, with so many ships waiting, it could take more than a week just for that backlog to clear and a pro prolonged closure could be like unbelievably expensive for the owners of ships waiting to transit the canal and some ship owners have already decided to cut their losses and reroute uh reroute reroute depends vessels. which side of the atlantic you're on oh, okay well either way um I, so some I, have what I have a question. Yes. When did you write your story today? Okay, so I do have updates that I literally <laughs> wrote down like a, an hour ago because I didn't think that this was going to fucking happen. So I do have updates and it is going better. But okay. I, what I'm going to do like an hour ago, change my story. I'm not going to do that. But now people will know what the fuck happened with the ship, you know? <laughs> People love boats and hoes. Okay. So. <laughs> the owner of the Ever Given is already facing millions of dollars in insurance claims and the cost of emergency salvage services. Like, it's such a bummer for them. <laughs> it's really not great. And Egypt's government, which received $5.61 billion in revenue from um, canal tolls in 2020 also has like a vital interest in refloating the ever given and uh, reopening the waterway. So why is the canal so important? I'm happy you asked David is in that exact voice <laughs> about 12% of global trade. I will fight you. <laughs> it just fits you perfectly. About I'm pretty sure I have a German accent. So. <laughs> so why is the Suez Canal so important? I'm so happy you asked him. <laughs> okay. About 12% of global trade passes through the 193 kilometer uh, canal, which connects the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea and provides the shortest sea link between Asia and Europe facts information coming from this person right here an alternative route around the cape of good hope on the southern tip of africa can take two weeks longer that's a long what's it called S switcheroo that's not it the, the diversion 
Yeah, that, David. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next time I won't help you out with an option. I'll just watch you struggle. I mean, isn't that what this podcast is really about? Watching you struggle. (laughs) Just listening to me struggle. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So according to... um, Data, data. It's funny. I don't care what word I use with this. It's very interchange- interchangeable for me. It's like, whatever. Why can't you just fucking say one thing? God. <laughs> Stupid. It's a lot of feelings. <laughs> so uh-huh. many feelings. But the blockage is holding up an estimated $9.6 billion um, dollars of goods each day. That's $400 million an hour. Oof. Can you imagine being the people on that fucking boat? Can you imagine? Like, do you know the panic you feel when you're in traffic and the car stops? Or like, or you are trying to do a U-turn and your people are kind of waiting or something. I haven't had that experience in 10 years because I have not driven in that amount of time because it's going to be a no for me. Um, but that times well 9.6 billion times i mean again having gone to the langothan canal mm-hmm, in north mm-hmm, wales yeah and had several boats behind me trying to go over the aqueduct oh i tell you oh it's exactly the same feeling no difference <laughs> it's a one-to-one comparison I'm not going to make fun of you, David. I'm not. It's nothing to make fun of. It's just, it's just pure facts. Uh It's pure relatable facts. Okay. (laughs) So fine. Here's the update. Luna, why are you talking about this story? It's like over. Okay. (laughs) Update today. (laughs) So I found this on Mask's um, webpage. What? It's funny with that. What? So you forgot the word for web page or website. I was about to say it in Danish because I said mask. And then it's like, oh, mm. cute Danish words. So and I'm like, no. You know. Of course. <laughs> you wouldn't understand, David. You wouldn't understand I... the perplexities of being multilingual. Okay? It's like really hard. Okay, so they have received confirmation that <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. It's okay. Breathe. Mm-hmm. That the ever given has been dislodged. Applause to the masses from the ma- and all that. Um, so it is now fully floating as of like fucking, I don't know, a few hours ago. <laughs> and when people I... hear this, of course, it's old news, which is great because that's what people want from the news. Couldn't this fucking ship just be stuck for one more day? Like, that's all. That's, so this episode would be more relevant. That's all I'm asking. Is that too much to ask? Okay. <sighs> it's just the worst. Okay. My colleague told so, me this four hours ago, so I feel like you're pretty late, Luna. You know what? I have news. been working really hard today, four, David. I don't need this from you. <laughs> four hours. Four hours ago. Yeah. Oh, oh! Somebody's just no longer breaking really news. Intensely, huh? Goddamn right. Yeah, 
because it's I'm not passion. into boats and hose. I'm into boats and more boats. That's my dream. Boats on boats on boats. That's all I care about. Big ones, little ones. Hot ones, cold ones. It's just boats. Boats all the way down. Yes. Yeah. You should make an album. <laughs> Thank you. I have made I several, like this but apparently no one listens to them. I feel like this into something creative, something that we can all enjoy. Well, Think about it. Yeah. Just reassess this uh this podcast. Let's make it about boats. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, and then I just make fun of you the entire time. Look, depending on which voice you use, I am perfectly <laughs> okay with that. So We'll okay, save it for the contract. We'll we'll figure it out. Okay. So it is floating. And uh, it is expected that the the ship will be moved to the Great Bitter Lake, which I like that name. <laughs> it's like if I was a lake, you know. Uh, with the utmost caution, it will be moved. And uh, when the once the ship is safe at Anchorage, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, three of the huge ass ships uh, from Mask will sail out of the canal blah 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 yeah they're all waiting like they have a bunch of ships they're all mad because they want to do their business and make all the money so and sorry let's just clarify <laughs> <laughs> went, oh i knew you were gonna how dare they expect to do their jobs how dare they expect to deliver things that's such Oh, what Karens daring to... All of them. All of those sailor, sailors who were stuck on boats for much longer than they would expect to otherwise be. Just living the like, dream. Oh, <laughs> get over it, you fucking whiners. Eh. That's the exact sound you made. I, I stand up for both boats and sailors. I was stuck on yeah. a boat. I, I would yeah I would lose my shit well not on the kind of boat that you go on of course I mean on the kind of boat that I go on if you if you got stuck you can literally step off because the canal is like five meters wide so <laughs> <laughs> worst case scenario you fall in and then it's up to your chest oh no <laughs> I would still make a scene 100 percent. Uh, I'm like the meme of the guy sitting on the bottom, like looks like he's drowning, but then you see on the second picture that he's just sitting and like, on the, yeah. I agree. That is exactly yeah. what you're like. <laughs> yeah. I'm great at complaining. And uh, that's it. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, but, but so at this point, when this this update was made maybe four hours ago, um, they said that the canal could be open within twelve to twenty four hours, and the day will be saved. I don't know. Uh, but it will, you know, it can take a while for the passage to actually <laughs> be cleaned up. It's such a mess. Just, it's so funny because Jens has been. Uh, just keeping up on this uh what's it called vesselfinder.com 
He's like, look, then I look at this, look at all the ships, and they're just look at look, look down here, all the ships, look up here, all the ships, so many ships, they're just waiting. Oh my god, it sucks. I'm sorry, I make him sound really stupid. <laughs> Why do I always do that? <laughs> Again, he's really smart and he doesn't sound like that. Oh, love you. <laughs> anyway, that's my totally last year story. <laughs> God, out of date. Jesus. Ugh, I did enjoy reading about it because I didn't know shit. Also, like... How about that Empire State Building? You know, that that was a crazy fact. Remember that fact? <laughs> wild. Wild. Every single vocal fry is getting edited out. Every single one. Oh, you can do that? You can uh, you can fix the fry? Fry. It's, it's theoretically possible to fix the fry. Yeah. Will I? No. No, I will not. If I was um, a drag king, I think I would be called Stephen Vocal Fry. Get it? Because Stephen Fry. Okay. What is your main story, David? So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is more of an update. And I, I mean, well, you may remember and our audience may remember Ooh. that... Uh, around a month ago, maybe a bit longer, actually, maybe two months ago, I had a story about Vice. So in, in Vice, the, the news site. We know Vice. <laughs> but Vice has several meanings, right? So I'm clarifying that I mean the, the website. Uh, there was an article about a hacker controlling the cellmate device the cellmate device which is connected to the internet of things it's a There's chastity a uh <gasps> device so that your penis is locked into a cage and you can't get it out uh -huh. and this was a pretty observe and retort style story absolutely so we discussed so it uh, that they this hacker had hacked in and demanded Bitcoin. Uh, and yeah, that was the story. And I saw this week, so there's a Australian comedian called Lewis Spears. And Lewis Spears sees himself as a bit of a like daily show type, but Australian. He goes but out nobody and else tries does. to... Uh, <laughs> he goes out and he does pranks. He does a lot of pranks on news organizations. He tries to get fake stories into the news. And he uploaded a video this week, of which I'll just play you a little clip. Ooh. So. How about this? Can I get Vice magazine to print a story about a hacker who broke into the cellmate system and used it to lock my dick and balls in a digital chastity cage and then refused to let me go until I paid them hundreds of dollars in Bitcoin? Of course I can. This is Vice, after all. Let's get down to business. Step one, find a vice journalist who looks like he would write a story without doing any research. That'll be easy. I can pick literally any journalist that writes for vice. So. <gasps> Was it a fraud? 
Well, if you watch Lewis Spears' video, that is very much the impression that you get. And I thought, so this is why, you know, this story might not be, maybe this story is just particularly interesting to me because I watched this video and I felt, oh my God, we got bamboozled. We've been been hoodwinked. How could (laughs) this happen? And clearly, I highly, you know, the journalistic integrity of this podcast is the most important thing in the world. It is. We wouldn't, you know, sacrifice it for anything. Especially when it comes to penises. Oh, we take that shit very seriously. So I thought that was really, really interesting. uh, That it appeared that we'd been completely hoodwinked. And then I looked into it. And this, so on January 11th, Vice ran an article on hackers controlling the cellmate device and demanding Bitcoin. Uh, And then when you look in Lewis Spears' video, and you could hear very clearly there, he said he looked for any journalist. Oh, that's easy to find a Vice journalist who looks like they don't do any research. Just pick any of them. On January 13th, Lewis Spears emails Vice to say, hey, I got my dick and balls stuck in a cellmate device. Was it this Was it this comedian who said this? It was him who he says, so it was him. There was a story, right, okay. on January 28th that was published all about Lewis Spears. And he didn't say it was his name. He made up a fake oh. name. And he, okay. And when you watch this video... He says that he came up with the story, that he looked for a story that would be really up Vice's alley. He wanted to do something to do with with technology, something to do with sex. The only thing mm-hmm. that would have made it a more Vice story would be to have drugs in there as well. Mm-hmm. True. And this is a, an interesting video about how terrible fake news is and how obvious and how stupid stories can get into the news. Mm-hmm. But when I actually looked into it, he is absolutely full of shit in every way. And everything that he says, he's lying almost entirely about what he did and what actually happened. And his attack on fake news is basically entirely fake. So no, we were not hoodwinked. We were not bamboozled. A bunch of- Okay, so he's proving a double meta point. No, he's just an idiot. I wish it was a meta point. Yeah, too much credit. So what actually (laughs) happened is, as I say, Vice ran an article that was extensively researched, that was based on multiple real cases, and that was based on a series of uh, penetration tests. We already made a lot of jokes about I don't know if you remember. We already make a lot of jokes about that in the actual episode, but the security checks where you... (laughs) Uh, if you're going to check if a company or a building or an app is safe, you do what's called a penetration test. You do as many checks as possible to see if you can get access. So if you're doing that on a bank, then you try and walk in as many different doors as possible and see if you can penetrate the bank. So there was a report by a cybersecurity company that had done a penetration test on this app and said back in November 2020, this is super dangerous. People are going to get their cock and balls trapped. <laughs> and then, Literally. So that was what Vice was writing this article on. 
on January 11th. Two days later, and this is even hilarious because it's in his video on the screen. You can see the date that it's sent to the vice. He sent an email to this journalist on January yeah. 13th saying, hey, I got my dick and balls stuck in a cellmate device. I'm willing to do an interview with you. So apparently, according to his own storyline that he just neatly ignores, they happened to run the exact article on January 11th, and he just completely independently came up with this amazing story on January 13th. And he randomly picked a journalist, and that's easy because any vice journalist looks like they'd believe anything without doing any checks. And it just so happened to be the exact journalist who'd written the extensively researched story two days before. <laughs> so then when two weeks later they published a follow-up article uh, with this new victim, he's like, oh, I created this viral stunt. It's all amazing. I uh, look at how clever I am. He's just published this week this video. And you see hundreds of thousands of comments attacking the journalist uh saying how much of a genius this lewis guy is uh mm -hmm. and using it as a general uh attack on the media and i just find it ironic that like he ends on the note most importantly like this is a direct quote from him at the end of the video most importantly don't trust everything you read in the news there's a fair chance it could be me like, there's a fair chance he could have made it up. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, well, kids, don't trust every time some prick on YouTube tells you to not trust the news. <laughs> yeah, so I'm confused. So he hasn't owned up to the fact that it was all bullshit? No, not at all. This is not like he, he thinks that he he's cleverer than everyone else. And apparently... Has he not been called out? By a few people, but you see way okay. more. I mean, I can open this right now and... I, as when I last checked, there were thousands and thousands of likes on this video and a hundred dislikes and like two comments calling out, this is very obviously nonsense. If you spend even two seconds looking into it, you can see that he's full of shit and thousands upon thousands of comments saying, you're an absolute genius, fuck Vice. The journalist who, who wrote the original yeah. story is a dickhead. He's getting abused mm. on Twitter, all sorts of things. What the fuck? Anyway, it was, Boo. uh, as I felt like our quality as a podcast was directly attacked, I thought that this would Vindication! be <laughs> <laughs> a funny little update to bring as a mm. main story. Of uh, course, we had everything covered and uh, it ended up being super legit because we really care about i have never told a lie thing. not once i have i have never lied in my life either actually i'm a horrible liar i had i talked to a bunch of friends about this yesterday that sometimes i might um like i don't know be a little too blunt because i can't lie so i'm like it's just uh like, if you show me an outfit and you want to know if it's cute or not, like, I will I will let you know. Not in a mean way if it's bad, but I'm not, I, 
I'm so acutely aware that you will be able to tell that I'm lying. So I'm not even going to bother. And I'll just tell you what I think. <laughs> I just... Uh, no, no. No, no. <sighs> well, that was very interesting, David. I had not heard about this. So that was really nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, I genuinely don't know if I'm the only, like, I think if I saw this video and mm -hmm. I hadn't brought this story to the podcast, I yeah. don't think I would have looked into it. I think I would have absolutely believed. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all be more critical about sources and we should um yeah. I mean, I genuinely uh, am for the for the podcast. I do look like sure, try to sure, find sure, more sure. than one. As we've said yeah, before, yeah. like sometimes I've not brought a story because it's from a questionable source and then it's really annoying when it later gets reported in real sources and you're like, God, that was a Damn. good one. It's too late now. Yeah. It's missed yeah. it. Stupid integrity. No. Unlike uh, Lewis Spears, who's apparently fucking making millions from his YouTube channel. So maybe that's just what we should be doing instead. We should just be shitting on people. and uh, On YouTube. What are we YouTube. doing on the podcast? David? I know. We should uh, do. We should record this instantly, and you know. I mean, I think everybody would really like to see me with my greasy hair and uh, like pale skin and baggy eyes <laughs> and my gray sweatsuit. You're right. Just... You can't lie, even to yourself. No, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, bitch. Uh, how very dare you? I'm but yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. It's very true. pixelated. I can't see whether your hair is greasy or not. I, I actually, no that idea. was a lie. I literally just showered, so it's actually really. See, I can't tell a lie. Yeah, I'm proud of you. I mean, but to be fair, Look, it's, it's greasy ninety percent of the time. Like, give it, give it thirty <laughs> minutes. I. It's like my superpower. It's great. It's great to be a blonde with like straight hair. Yeah, I'm complaining about that. Wow. That's really tone deaf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard being a white blonde. Uh, David. That's perhaps the one time in maybe the entire time of recording the podcast <laughs> that the voice was justified. Thank you. <laughs> See, <laughs> it has a purpose. The exception that proves the rule. Ban it. Fucking ban it. Mm. I will not. <laughs> you wanna move Shall on? Shall we move on? To? To another delight. Weekly. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. David. I think you should go first with uh, your selection. Should I? So you asked me. Yes. To pick my main what the fuck. That is what I have also done. I've got a little taste of some others. You get okay. a little, you know. Would you like me to put that forth first? I think so. Okay. No, I think then you. I'll... I think you did. You go for the no, the other way around. You go for the little tasters, you know, the ones okay. that didn't quite make it to be your your absolute mm. number one this week. Mm. 
Okay, okay, well. Then I would like to tell the people about... <laughs> okay, this is the title. Meatloaf Preps Relationship Competition Series. I do anything for love, but I won't do that. With nobody's hero. So, Meatloaf, the singer that, you know, you obviously all know for, I would do anything for love. You know, and I could continue, but I, but I won't do that. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I didn't even know that I was going to do good. that. It was, was like, cheesy, oh, but totally it was quite sense. good. <laughs> <laughs> It might have needed, like, I could see in your eyes that you realized as you were saying, <laughs> oh, my God. And <laughs> if it sounded planned, then it might oh not have God. been as funny. So I don't know how the audience will feel about it. But <laughs> seeing the existential Honestly. terror of, oh, my God, this is the funniest thing as you said it was beautiful. That, that hit the spot. <laughs> could you imagine if I could be cool about anything? Like, I... <laughs> not able to pull it off i get too excited <laughs> okay anyways <sighs> okay meet love the singer has sealed a pact with nobody's hero the production company set up by christopher potts and john t nash <laughs> john t nash what a name is that the name of your boat friend john t nash yeah we're gonna what? go on john t nash's boat yeah, we're going to have Heath over and Hugh. And we're going to have a little boat ride around the pond. Yeah. Sorry, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just came over me. I... Anyway, nailed it, but I will continue. Okay, look, I have a very serious question. Oh, no. How many pharmaceuticals did you take <laughs> before this episode? Because you're in a place this week oh my god and i'm not saying it's a, a bad place but it's a place <laughs> <laughs> i don't know david it i didn't take anything yes. i just had pasta and and vegetarian the, the meat sauce the bolognese thing what's meat sauce <laughs> so danish that's the most danish thing i got pasta and meat sauce because <laughs> that's literally what we say we say pesto cosos god we're simple people anyway i just want to tell I you mean... about meatloaf david will you, <laughs> <laughs> tell you? just while we're on the topic of uh, <laughs> uncomfortable danish phrases or words with meat in mm. oh yeah uh the word for gums in Danish. Mm. Say it. Translate it. Directly translate it to English. You can't say that when I'm drinking. Oh my God, I was choking. Um. So you've got teeth and you've got gums. <laughs> what do you have in Danish? We have tooth meat. Never <laughs> thought of that. That almost I stopped never, me. Genuinely, that almost that, stopped me learning Danish. Oh my God, I was just that like, is disgusting. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Tooth Why meat. Why do we say that? I don't know. Danes are fucked up. Yeah, well, that is true. 
there's so <sighs> many options for what you could say, and you say tooth meat. Did you remember to clean your tooth meat? <laughs> Seems like you've got an infection in your tooth meat. <laughs> you gotta take care of that tooth meat. You don't want to piss it off. Oh my god. It sounds like a kind of grimy guy who's <sighs> holding on to some food for later because you're a bit full. Oh, don't mind. Oh, I've got something That's in my teeth. What gums are for. <laughs> don't don't mind that. That's just my tooth meat. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. For, you know. <laughs> You have to start saying that now. Don't <laughs> act like you don't kind of want to start saying that. <laughs> I <laughs> a little bit. Do not want to say tooth meat ever again. <laughs> I don't want to say it in Danish. When did you? I don't want to say it in you... English. I think I stopped. Like when I learned that, I think I took oh, like a three-month break from learning Danish just to recover. <laughs> You're like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. That's... I can't. I cannot emotionally handle tooth meat. <laughs> That is wild. Yeah, Danish is a wild, wild fucking language. Uh, wow. Yeah. So and Meatloaf has a dating show. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Meatloaf, plan he has plans. So he's hooking up with two of the creatives behind Nailed It on Netflix, uh, which is great. It's Nicole Byers. We love her. Um, so they're going to do this relationship competition series. And he will be the executive producer on the project, and he will feature as, quote, the ethereal figure behind the madness. Whatever fucking that means. Do you get that? What, he's going to just, like, be standing there with, like, angel wings, but it's made out of meatloaf, and he's like, I'm going to talk about dating. I don't know. I think that's I exactly what, what it means. That's what it, that's 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 Phew. the exact image I, I had in my head. I was going to say something stupid there, and yeah, ah, saved oh. it. That's great. So he will pull the strings in the show, which will see couples compete in a variety a variety of comedic physical games designed to reveal how well they can work together and how much they really trust and believe in each other. All to a soundtrack of classic hits, performed live in studio by the original artists as well as new stars. That was it. <laughs> was that your main one or was that the... No. Oh, okay. It wasn't. Keep going. It was a good one. Oh. You want the, the, the other one that isn't my main one? Yeah, I'll... I'll... I'll close. Oh, out. you want to? You, you, you go. You go. No, you go. I'll close out. You know what? I'll go. Okay. <laughs> the second one is just a little, little quick one. Tennessee man loses one million lot, one million dollar lottery ticket, then finds it in a parking lot. I saw this. This guy is. That's wild. The luck. And the, like, this will never happen to me. I get shit stolen and I never see it again. Like, th this kind of, I don't have that. Some people have that. It's, you know, get so tight. Look at you sneezing in your sleeve. Such a good boy. Okay. Oh, but You're a lot of people don't do that, David. Over the a computer lot of people don't. 
That reminds me. No, no, that's a sidetrack. You know what? Fuck it. Did you watch Alan? Uh, no, Pharaoh versus Alan. Alan versus Pharaoh. No. The Woody Woody Allen. I did not. Documentaries. Okay. Well, it's on HBO. You should watch it. Everybody should watch it. There's a lot, a lot of, of different opinions on it. Yeah, but I, I, I had a lot of bad yeah. things about it. But it's just like looking at Woody Allen, this fucking fucker, and this pathetic little man who's just doing nothing else but coughing into his hand the entire time. Like, he... Ugh, it's disgusting. He is disgusting in every way that can ever be disgusting. That's all I have to say about that right now. But if anybody want to discuss this documentary with me, you can find me at Observe and Retort Instagram. <laughs> Please. I want to talk about it. Okay. So, yes. This man in Tennessee found out he fucking won a million dollars with this lottery ticket. And then he was going to run some errands <laughs> after, like, sharing the news with his fiance and family. No. Yeah, yes, yes. He found out he lost it while he was running the errands. Thankfully, he retraced his steps and he found the missing ticket in a fucking parking lot where he had taken his brother to visit an auto store. So this ticket was lying on the ground near the driver's side door of another vehicle. It's a million dollar ticket and somebody stepped right over it. Like, it's just... Also, are there no winds in Tennessee? Like, does the wind not blow just a tad? How is this ticket still there? How is it? How, David? Anyway, that was just, that was <laughs> that. <laughs> Do you want to go with your, your, um, no, you go are you ahead. sure? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here is my main what the fuck. That I feel like top the other ones, maybe on my scale, but maybe not other scales, but definitely in my book. Because this story has everything. Or no, it actually doesn't. But it, it does have a mom with boxing glove accused of trying to fight a child at a Florida school. <laughs> and that's all you need. <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean... What else did you want? Edith Riddle, 34 years old, was arrested at the scene at the school. She faces one charge of child abuse with a personal slash special weapon, which is a boxing glove. Spoiler alerts. So the incident began when uh, Riddle and her daughter met with the school's vice principal um, and Riddle was there to discuss her eighth grade daughter's, quote, hostile outburst at another student. So the woman, Riddle, walked into the meeting with the boxing glove on her left hand and claimed that she couldn't remove it because it was attached with super glue. So they both, the mother and daughter, walked out of that meeting together and then just headed for the cafeteria where they encountered the victim. So witnesses said that the daughter pushed the victim down and threw a few punches before the mother joined in. 
I mean, I'm all about supporting your child, but there are limits. There are limits, Edith. Okay. Um, <laughs> the school safety officer. Safety officer. Oh, yeah, it's America, I guess. So, obviously. Rushed to the scene after a teacher made a frantic announcement about the fight over the school radio. Um, yeah, and uh, then they arrested the mom. <laughs> it's so sad. Like, this poor person who got fucking assaulted by these insane women. Like, she had abrasions on her knees and forearms, and she was taken to the... Um, Actually, yeah, no, it is a woman or a girl. She was taken to the hospital to get evaluated. And her parents told police that they would definitely want to pursue charges, which I do not blame them for. I would say, actually, good call. Edith Riddle was released pending her court date on Monday. So that's going to be interesting. Just like, okay, I have questions. Like, you... You decide to team up with your daughter who has been, like, I don't know what went down. It does sound like the daughter had been kind of bullying the the, the girl, the other girl. Yeah. And I don't know why the mom, like, I mean, it is Florida, but still. Also, super glue. Why don't, why don't <laughs> you just put the glove on your hand? You know you don't need glue to keep it on, right? I mean, like what, depend, what? depending on, obviously we don't know the truth of it at all, right? But if mm-hmm. someone, uh, if a child in my family was bullied at school, I understand mm-hmm. yeah. the desire to cause harm mm-hmm. to the perpetrator. Even yeah. if it's a four-year-old. There are definitely four-year-olds I would punch in the face <laughs> sure. if they Kids harmed one of my, you know, yeah, n- yeah. nephews or something. Oh, I know. Uh, I got soups bullied when I was a child, and it was always the same little bitch who did it. Uh, and um, <laughs> there was this one birthday party or something, and this little girl, she was, I think, what was, it was many years. It was, like, from the the second to the almost seventh grade, I think. Anyway, so there was this birthday party, and my dad, like, uh, it was after my mom died. It got a lot worse then. And so this birthday party, she was being fucking horrible to me. I called because I wanted to go home, and my dad and his girlfriend show up, and my my uh, my dad's girlfriend now wife was like you need to stay the fuck in this car because you're a big old terrifying man and you're fuming and you're gonna kill a child if you go in there right now (laughs) like he was just sitting in the car like just so mad and it's funny because so his wife (laughs) went in there and, and punched that child in the face. T- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish. With a super glued boxing glove. No, but she was like, this, no, this is not okay. And all. And like, obviously that didn't do, like, make anything better because. Do you know what would have made You don't it like get more popular when grownups step in and defend you. So, do you know you what would have made it better? If a I punched A super glued boxing glove to the face. 
I can't even lie, David. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This little bitch, like, it's so wild. I don't think about her that much anymore, but my I dream about her all the time. She will make, like, a weekly appearance with other people from that class. It's fucking wild. Like, yeah, don't have kids. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> or, you know, raise your kids well and make sure they're not being Or punch tireless. bullies in the face with a super-glued oh, yeah. boxing glove. Kids are the worst, dude. It's like unbelievable. Oof. Oof. I want to hear yours now. I'm sorry. This was, by the way, not meant to be like a downer. I'm going to raise us back up. I'm so used to talking about this. (laughs) I had so many good options this week. I know that you love... Yeah, you were like, oh, I got them all. I know that you love birds. So I considered the story... About the Alaskan supermarket customers who keep having their shopping stolen by the car park's gang of ravens. Oh, bitch, don't do this. But to that me. was not my top story. Oh, I my. considered the beautiful story of humans reaching across religious boundaries with the Israeli Zionist politician who clarified this week. That they will accept support, political support, across the religious divide from Islamist Israeli politicians, as long as they're also homophobes. God, look at these people coming together. Oh, look at them connecting. Yeah. I'm a homophobe. binds us together. Because of my Judaism, you're a homophobe because of Islam. Let's get together. And ignore all of the struggles in Israel and Palestine. You know what? All I'm seeing is the Paul Rudd one where he's like talking to himself. Hey, look at us. Hey, look at us. But that wasn't my best weekly what the fuck. Wow. I'm looking forward to this. I instead want to tell you about a new mountain bike path in Denmark. How is this the winner? This this is gonna take a turn, or I'm I'm confused. This, in fact, anyway, this is still not. <laughs> this is still not the note I want to end on. But this is probably my best weekly. What the fuck? Okay, uh, it's a beautiful. The local council has just built a wonderful new mountain bike track. Um, and Where? the mountain bike on uh in Stauby forest okay uh and the local mountain bikers are really happy and so i'll tell you about per strandstoft who's one of these mountain bikers he went on a walk around the new trail and he thought wow it's really interesting that there's so many men walking around these woods this is a brand new trail and then it dawns on him pretty quickly what's going on he sees five men getting it on, quite literally. <laughs> and as he continues okay, to walk okay, around... Okay, okay, now we're talking. <laughs> I almost run into two men who are less than a meter from the track and quite openly having sex, says Per. Wait, were they already there? Was that, that like their spot? The local council got- has accidentally built a mountain bike track through what is known locally as Gay Paradise, a local cottaging spot. <laughs> 
that it's apparently teeming wow. with Danish, Danish men looking for that anonymous sex. Makes me a little sad that they can't have this nice little spot anymore. Well, it's the mountain corrupted. bikers would like to make very clear they have nothing wrong with the men doing this. They just want to find an amicable solution for the forest two different types of users. <laughs> That's nice. And they think it really is a shame that this valid reason to be in the forest yeah. is Wait, being disrupted. <laughs> oh, okay. No, not their own. Uh-huh. That the men who were already there, That's they nice. say they're valid forest users too. And it's a real shame that the council is ruining that. I love that. It's the most gentle. It's just so cute. These middle-aged Danish men just being like, well, we we want everyone to have fun in the forest. Okay. (laughs) Everyone getting out is is great and they should be experiencing nature. And just because we're on our bikes doesn't mean we should disrupt their sex orgies. That's a Mm, direct quote. The sex orgy part. The first (laughs) amendment. Yeah. Um, what but so where did you stop did you say stopy 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 forest where is that where is that it's is it sealand or jutland or foon it's on foon okay, yeah okay 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 anyway oh, wait is it in langeland i don't know i know this place i've been i've been <laughs> <laughs> You've been we summer the... there. We summer <laughs> there. Oh, you summer there. I summer there. Apparently, I'm the posh one for going to fucking Wales, but you summer there. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm trying to fit in, David, with the posh crowd. That was a good one. I don't know who won, but I want to leave because... you on a happy note as well, which is not really my weekly what the fuck. Okay. Uh but an AI researcher. It's just a little mm. bonus and story so we can all be happy at the end of the day. An AI researcher has asked a series of different AIs uh, to follow this prompt. These are the top pickup lines of 2021. Amaze your crush and get results. Do you want to hear some artificial Absolutely. intelligence developed pickup lines? Because yes. I'm telling you, if you hear some of these, you're going to be in trouble. You might find yourself leaving your partners immediately for whoever uses these bad boys. <laughs> oh, shit. You have a lovely face. Can I put it on an air freshener? I want to keep your smell close to me always. <laughs> Does that do it for you? Out of 10. Out of 10, give me a ranking for that. <laughs> Ooh, but I don't even know how much better or worse the other ones are. But this is gold. I would give it an eight. I have exactly four stickers. I need you to be the fifth. You know, with a little workshopping, I think that one can work. Something about them sticking around. Like, it's close. It's not quite there. Yeah. I don't think the robots are going to steal my girlfriend just yet. Well, don't be so sure. But until you hear this, hey, my name is John Smith. Will you sit on my bread box while I cook? Or is there some kind of speed limit on that thing? (laughs) (laughs) 
But, you know, sometimes you go with those sort of, you know, Tinder opening lines. They're less serious. But sometimes you want to look into someone's eyes and yeah. tell them, look, Sit on my this box. is a pickup line. Mm. But when you really want to get intense, you go with this next one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ooh. I love you. I love you. I love you. To the confines of death and disease, the legions of earth rejoice. Woe be to the world. That one's going to fucking be Skynet. That one's fucking us up. 100%. I, uh, wow. Wow. I, I, think, I think I might take a small step back and and give it give it some thought are you gonna as take to a small... will i be murdered in a second are you gonna take a small step back when you hear that you have the most beautiful fangs i've ever seen fangs <laughs> <laughs> was oh, that it? <laughs> i will briefly summarize the plot of back to the future 2 for you i know some people that that would absolutely work on i mean like that could be me <laughs> <laughs> I know some people that if you walked up to them in a bar and you just said, I will briefly summarize the plot of Back to the Future 2 for you, they would be like, uh, shut the fuck up. Let's go home right now. I feel like at least five men has done this to me. <laughs> so those are all from the AI that's called Babbage, the AI called Curie, and the AI called Da Vinci. Beautiful. There also is, is Ada, the smallest of the four AI systems, and she believes in a pretty simple route to uh, getting the best pickup lines. Some of hers include double duty recycling. That's it. That's going to convince you. I'm pretty sure. Hey, I'm confused. What? Is that a pickup line? That's the whole pickup line. Ada's not necessarily double duty. <laughs> Again, maybe with some workshopping, we could get to, I don't know. I'm just thinking this, you know, mm. something about, mm. Wanna recycle that? Booty? I mean, <laughs> maybe for millennials, yeah, it can work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we love that shit. There's a, you know, you can giggle because there's the duty in there. Yeah, which and double, that's a couple, and, and recycling. That's I want to do shit. this again and again with you. We, so this yeah. double should get down to the duty of going at it again and again. See, it makes sense. Mm. Just like her next book. <laughs> Pick up line. <laughs> Future Pop-Tarts by Tracy Thorne. Yeah, that one's not That's so good. The, oh, or okay, yeah, all wow. caps. Project Car Along. Is she okay? She's not okay. She's not great. No. I'm going to be honest. She's not there she's yet. Not quite, um, she's not as good as Da Vinci. She's not as good as Curie, but you know. Or maybe she's operating on such a high level, we just don't You don't get understand it. it. We're not even on her level, man. Yeah. But I think and personally, she, she's a robot. Why is she? She is she actually? What the fuck? They've is just this? given them names. Who are all? I assume that she's named after Ada Lovelace, who was like the of first course. computer programmer. Uh, there's one called Babbage, which mm -hmm. I've forgotten Babbage's first name, but he built one of the first computers. I think Charles mm. Babbage. I want to say. I want to say sure. One called Curie. Maybe after the Mary, yeah, scientist, yeah. uh, and then we Da Vinci. Don't have to figure out their I feel like we know thing. anyway, but Da Vinci had the best one. <laughs> da Vinci is 
because there's a line that absolutely well it Bring would it. work for you because this basically oh, describes your boyfriend no you could use this line okay i'm listening at least before when he had longer hair oh so da vinci's favorite pickup line is you look like jesus if he were a butler in a russian mansion and <laughs> Did you take that from my diary? (laughs) (laughs) That is uncanny. So yeah, guys, uh, that's that's online dating, the future, at least. That is amazing. And I want you to bring new ones every week. I will. I will try. Can you do that? Like, can you keep, can you, will they keep happening? Because this is, this is an amazing way to end an episode. (laughs) I am obsessed. <laughs> the best pickup line identified by AI each week. We'll see. I doubt it's it. Just, but we'll it doesn't see. have to be a, a lot. It can be one. And that can be our, our ending. Just, I don't know. I would love that. If oh, you no. would love that, listeners, please let us <laughs> You can write a review. You can comment. You can follow us on Instagram. We're just happy you're here. <laughs> and on that note, thank you thank for listening. Thank you for listening. And see you we'll next see week. you next week. <laughs> Goodbye.